Hi, I'm Sydney. I'm Jake. And you're listening to Two for the Matinee. Today we'll be looking back at 2020 and talking about some of our favorite movies, some movies that disappointed, and movies that surprised us. So let's get started. So, Sydney. What? (laughs) (laughs) Go on, Jake. Did you have a surprise new favorite this year or last year in 2020? I I had several surprise new favorites. And I don't know if we said we would only say one. Let's, I mean, I guess, how many do you have? Uh, I have three. Oof, three. I'm not going to go into detail on them because we've recorded episodes about all all these movies. Can you rank them? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, so here's my ranking of my surprise new favorites of 2020. So these are movies I never saw before. Number three, Don't Look Now. Donald Sutherland, Julie Christie. Yes, very good. Uh, Thought about it for a long time afterwards. So that one stuck with me. Number two, The Long Goodbye. I agree. Another good one. Okay. And number one, Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and... <laughs> that, that one's going to come up again. <laughs> yes. And I probably watched that. I've never seen it before this year, and I probably watched it five times this year. Wow. I only watched it once, and that was enough. <laughs> I think I'll probably watch it again next year. Once it's been kind of uh, percolating in my subconscious, I'll come back to it. We can talk about it again. Yes, and I have you to thank for introducing me to that. Oh, it was my pleasure. I mean, it was a movie that was like on my list for the longest time, and I just happened to watch it finally. Um, and I'm glad I did, and I'm glad I was able to share it with you. Uh, so I stuck to just picking one for most of the, the categories we're going to talk about. So for my surprise new favorite, I picked Yakuza from the October 24th episode. And it stars Robert Mitchum, one of our favorites in Japan, which I think is a great combo. That was number four on my list. (laughs) Um, What about an old favorite that you think is still really good? Okay, so um, I have one for this one Mm -hmm. and that's Peggy Sue Got Married. I hadn't seen it for a long time and we rewatched it and it held up really well and I realized I really loved that movie. I hadn't seen it in a long time as well. And I watched it and I did enjoy it more than I, I did the first time. But for me, I don't know. It felt like something was missing. It wasn't bad, but it's okay. Okay, so what did you ha- what did you pick? I picked The Commitments from the May 22nd episode. Oh, yeah, I can co-sign on that. That one held up really well too. Uh, that movie is... What did it come out like 1989, I think, or 1990? So it's about 30 years old and it's still really funny. And it portrays Ireland, I think, in a really authentic way back when Ireland was poor, because Ireland's not poor anymore. So it was like a lost era when uh, music was exploding in Ireland. And I think it's a great movie. Yeah, it's extremely watchable. And there's no, there's no part of that movie where you're just like, oh, this is boring. Yeah, and it's a great mix because there's also a lot of musical pieces in it. So it's like the music's really good. The humor is great. It's an uh, ensemble of 
first time actors, I think for a lot of them, and they were all excellent. Um, so that movie has a lot going for it. Uh, for the next category, we talked about old favorites that don't hold up. Yeah. And <laughs> I couldn't think of one for that, but instead I went with a movie that I watched that was just a big disappointment. Okay, what was that? Well, I had one that didn't hold up for me. Yeah, tell, tell me. I had two, um, The Faculty and Francis. I had such a visceral reaction to Francis when I first watched it that it sort of burned itself into my memory as something that I really loved. And I watched it again and I was so underwhelmed. The only thing going for it was Jessica Lange's performance. But otherwise, I was just, oh, how did this movie even get a place in my heart? I was so disappointed. And the other one was The Faculty. But I think seeing that as a teenager in the movie theater full of teenagers that just left an impression on me that rewatch later wasn't able to recreate. That's understandable. And you've seen like so many more uh, sort of body snatcher movies that inspired the faculty. And I think like now that you've seen things like the thing, it's just kind of hard to, aside from the nostalgia, it's hard to like, like something that's feels kind of derivative of the, of the better versions. And f as far as, um, what's her name? God damn it. What was the other movie? Oh, Jessica Lange. No, the movie. Francis. Yeah, as far as Francis, there, there's like half of a good movie in there. I think the first half I really liked. And then when it got into her supposed mental health issues and her being in a mental institution and some of the other fiascos, on screen, I kind of lost me. But I did like the beginning when she was kind of this rebel and she was really smart, but she ends up going to Hollywood um, and kind of that struggle between how she's perceived by other people and her innate talents. I, I like that stuff. Uh, so for me, my biggest disappointment was the Black Dahlia from the October 14th episode because I love Brian De Palma and just watching that, it was just a big mess. I was not interested. It was really long and just dragged on. The characters were pretty one dimensional. The cast wasn't great. Like I didn't really like the way it was cast. Um, the only thing that made it feel like a Brian De Palma movie, I guess would be the real convoluted mystery and some of the uh, cinematography. But aside from that, it was just a big dud, which is sad because I like a lot of his other works. Yeah, my big dud was The Chimes at Midnight. I really thought that this was going to be something phenomenal that was going to blow my mind. And I have a very, very warm spot in my heart for Orson Welles. And I was just completely let down. And I know it's got like a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't care. I could not, <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't even watch it in one sitting. I had to break it up into three, three separate nights. Very disappointed. There hey. are some redeeming qualities about the movie. And I think the cinematography is one, but <sighs> Orson. Wonder Woman 2 has like 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. So Rotten Tomatoes should be taken with a grain of salt. <laughs> So for our next category, let's talk about movies we hated. Chimes at Midnight, Black Rain, and La La Land. Uh, well, China, Chimes of Midnight, I mean, I couldn't get past the first five minutes. So 
I mean, I don't think it's, it would be fair for me to deride it. Um, Black Rain. It was, yeah, I guess that was, you know what? That was my, like, probably, I don't know if it was a favorite. It just didn't hold up as well as I remembered. Maybe because I'm more mature now. But Michael Douglas's character in that movie was so bad. Because I, I felt like other parts of it were pretty good. But it's like, it's like weird, like chauvinism and machismo. It was just very off-putting. Yeah, and we watched it the same time that we watched Yakuza, which yeah. is a masterclass in that sort of East meets West story. Right. And then you get, I don't even know what Black Rain was doing, <laughs> but it was offensive and problematic. Yeah. And then what was the third one you said? La La Land. Oh, yeah. Well, I never liked that to begin with. So it was a hate watch for us. We agreed. Yeah. Well, so yeah. 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 Well, my most hated movie was from the March 26th episode when we talked about the anniversary party. <laughs> uh, this weird home video of like Hollywood B-listers getting together and like talking about Hollywood stuff just had nothing going for it. I thought did not engage me at all. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I That's still okay. like it. That's okay. <laughs> Let's flip it and talk about a movie that you felt like deserved all the stars just was so good that you'd never seen before no there were a lot but i had to decide on something that every time i went back and watched it it gave me something new and even added more depth to the story on the second or third or fourth rewatch so i actually have two two movies and the first one is portrait of a lady on fire and the second one is the long goodbye yeah, both excellent. I would agree with those choices. Um, I picked two. Uh, one of them was my choice. One of them was your choice. And so the one you picked was They Shoot Horses. That movie, like I had no idea what that movie was about. And then I start watching it. And it's about this never-ending dance marathon that people apparently did during the Depression. And I'm watching this movie. I'm like, this can't be real. This is going on for days and days. And then I looked it up afterwards and it was real. And it just like sank into me and it gave this sort of additional layer to the movie that made it even better i think and jane fonda was really good in it i don't know if i'll ever watch it again because it's too sad no it's bleak 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 but who thought a movie shot in the gymnasium in its entirety pretty much about a dance marathon could be so engaging huh and then the other movie that i feel like deserves all the stars because it's it's definitely in my top 10, maybe in my top five is Heat. I think it's <laughs> <laughs> one of the best, uh, uh, what would you call it? like robbery movies? What's that genre? Safe I mean, cracking. Crime heist. Crime heist movies with an amazing cast. I mean, it's got a few plot holes, but it's got a lot going for it. Like Al Pacino, when he's yelling stuff, but it's not over the top it's still entertaining so you're kind of laughing with them um and then there's that scene with pacino and De Niro in the diner I mean, that's like hollywood hollywood gold right there so i love those i love that movie forever uh, moving on let's talk about a movie you think more people should know about uh for me i think more people should know about the little girl that lives down the lane I think 
kind of a cult movie, but not really well known. And I think it's would be surprising to a lot of people. And Jodie Foster will just blow your socks off. Yeah, that movie was really great. And it's it's a made-for-TV movie. It was a made-for-TV movie, right? No, 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 no. It's a theatrical release. See, it felt like a made-for-TV movie as far as like the aesthetic sort of and the quality. But like the impression on made it made on me was of like a theatrical movie which I thought was kind of interesting. But yeah, she's, I mean, she's excellent. And she's like, what, 12 or 13? Yeah. In that movie. And uh, the plot's unique. So I definitely recommend that as well. <clears throat> My pick for a movie more people should know about is Diva from the April 15th episode. I tried to go with some of the older episodes just because like we hadn't t- talked about these movies in a while. Oh, that makes sense. But uh this is one of those movies that's a little more of like substance or aesthetic over substance, but I think the aesthetics is really cool. It's this 80s French, part of this 80s French film movement. And the story is unique as well because it's about this uh, famous singer who refuses to be recorded. And this uh, big fan of hers does record, secretly record a bootleg of one of her concerts just for himself. And some people get a get a wind of that and come after him for it. Let's talk about our favorite new shows of the year. Oh, my favorite new shows of this year were The Queen's Gambit. I I only picked I picked a couple, but I'm only going to say the ones that really stuck with me. Queen's Gambit, American Horror Story 1984, and The Great. What's The Great? It's the one about Catherine the Great. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like The Queen's Gambit. We talked about that. I haven't watched American Horror Story 1984 yet, and The Great, I only watched an episode and I couldn't get into it. So I'll give you one out of three. Uh, my favorite show of the year, and I think part of this has to do with the fact that I, my expectations were so low and I was surprised so much uh, as far as how much I loved it and how good it was, was Ted Lasso, which is on Apple I knew Apple you were going to say that. Uh, I can't wait till till season two because this season was really funny and it was really heartwarming, which like I'm usually not a fan of, but it just felt really sincere. And it was, it. I guess I was also watching it or I started watching it during, I think the first lockdown, maybe it was the summer, but given everything that's going on in the world, it was really refreshing without being fake. It felt really genuine. I do not have Apple TV. You got it. You can, you can get a free, uh, free trial just for that just for ted lasso yeah it's worth it everyone's british in it because it's about soccer in england yeah that's true yeah all right moving on a movie or movies that deserve a rewatch uh i was gonna say diva diva and the brotherhood of the wolf because i feel like i didn't give that a fair chance yeah but at the same time when we we talked about it it's kind of like a a movie for quote-unquote guys so if you're into (laughs) your mom would like it she likes action movies yeah yeah my mom likes and she loves anything foreign she just watched like 800 episodes of a turkish soap opera on netflix what because they have so many episodes and she's like i think i'm on episode 234 how does one get into a turkish soap opera i don't know she's into turkish dramas now melodramas interesting uh but brotherhood of the wolf it's got i mean it's sort of like a teenager's fantasy it's got these French badasses doing stylized martial arts with like trying to win over hot chicks and there's a monster. 
<laughs> there's a monster. <laughs> yeah, um, but and, sorry, I go think, on. no, I was gonna say, I, I do think that I probably will watch Diva again because every time I scroll across it and I seem like, hmm, I kind of want to watch that again. So that's how I know it deserves a rewatch. Oh, glad to hear that. Uh, so for mine, I picked Class of 1984 from April, April 15th. I, when I was first watching it, I was trying to kind of like process it and I knew I sort of liked it, but I wasn't sure why. And then after the fact, I felt like, you know what? I think that movie was really cool. I need to watch it again to like really grasp it. It spawned a couple sequels. So apparently someone else liked it too. Yeah, I could watch that again. I was entertained. And it was kind of, I mean, it was it was better than the sequel. And it was kind of dark. And I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, my only problem with it was the ending. Yeah. And aside from that, I thought it was, it was, I don't know if I've seen another movie Oh, uh, I guess the other one we saw where the teacher sort of fights back against the student. Was, oh, like 187. Which came out afterwards. Mm-hmm. And there was, it, you know, it felt like there was a, some connection there as far as some of the scenes. But I'm wondering if there's any, because there's also what, The Substitute? I didn't see that in a long time. Tom Berenger. Is that kind yes. of similar? Yeah, I, I haven't seen that ever. But pre-1984, I can't think of any movie. I'm sure they're out there. There are probably some like exploitation movies about like, bad kids yeah for sure and the teacher who brings justice to the hallways yeah maybe i should do some digging it'd be interesting what comes up uh next movies that you're surprised that i didn't like movies that i'm surprised you didn't like i was surprised that you did not like strange days i really really thought that you were going to love strange days and you just didn't well, you're not you're not the only one who's a fan of that movie because I was googling ideas for New Year's Eve movies and that movie came up a few times. So people do like it, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what specifically. I mean, it's been a while, but part of it I think was like Ray Fine. I thought was miscast for that role. I didn't. It didn't feel like a good fit for me. And I don't know the science fiction. I wasn't. There's something about it that just didn't click. But the, the concept I enjoy, I think it's a cool concept. And I like the aesthetics of it, where like literally every time they're driving down the street, there's a car burning somewhere. <laughs> so the movie that I'm surprised you didn't like was from our May 22nd episode when we talked about Whiplash. Yeah, don't like it. Um, and I know one of your complaints was that it was joyless, which I agree with. It's, it's very dark and very joyless, but I still think it's, it's a great film. And I have like, every time I watch it, I have this physical reaction to it. I think like I get anxiety, which I think is, says something about it. All right. So for our last segment, let's talk about our Mount Rushmore from 2020. Films that should be enshrined in a mountain. And I think these are ones that we all, we agree on. Yeah. So I believe there's four of them. Yes. What do you have? I have Paris Blues which you recommended and I watched. And I thought, damn, this is good. This is a really good movie about jazz. Even though it's called Paris Blues, it's about jazz in Paris starring Sidney Poitier and- Paul Newman. Paul Newman. Yeah, I was a big fan of that. You also recommended Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which was on Hulu, which I watched. And for a movie about, (laughs) about basically like two characters, one trying to paint the other and then falling in love. It was really, really engaging. Um, so that was really good. Then uh, we already covered Bob Ted. 
Wait, I was going to wrong. Bob right. and Carol and Ted Bob and Alice. See, you know that movie better than me because you've seen it five times. <laughs> that was a good one. And then the last one I have is Six Degrees of Separation. Yeah. Which I, I kind of almost want to add Don't Look Now just because it was just, it, it did something to me. I don't know. I mean, I, that movie still is lingering with me, but I don't know if we would agree on that. I don't know. I mean, these things are subjective. It was really good. Yeah. But I remember like we were always talking about these for movies. They kept coming up. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. So that runs out 2020. What do we have in store for 2021? I don't know. We're going to have to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sydney. And I'm Jake. And you've been listening to Two for the Matinee. Stay tuned for new shit 2021. <laughs>